friends. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Today, we're going to have some dynamic thoughts from diverse speakers with a biblical viewpoint. Feel free to stick around and prepare to be blessed. Hey, friends. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. These have been great days, and thanks so much for your interest in the last few podcasts we've had about addictions and the most recent one on being a giant slayer. And uh, again, just so excited to uh, just have a special guest with us today, uh, Chad Brockmeyer. He's with us from Kansas City, uh, Missouri, right? Kansas City, Missouri? Yes. All our right. Blue Springs, Blue Springs is our actual place, but Kansas City Metro, whatever you want to call it. Okay. All right. Excellent. Middle of nowhere. God knows where you are, though. That's for sure. That's good. <laughs> uh, so Chad, uh, just to give a little background about who Chad is, um, he's an author. Also, uh, he graduated from our Bible school here in Baltimore. And he's married to a precious young lady by the name of Ray. And I had the opportunity to marry them. And they're doing, they're just an awesome kingdom couple. Uh, they love God. They're passionate about speaking and preaching the word discipleship and have a real vision to do missions uh maybe somewhere here in america and uh that's always amazing to to hear a young couple just uh, sold out for god so chad it's just great to have you i i uh, don't want to forget to mention we worked together in wilmington delaware and just really enjoyed uh just again just uh your heart for people so um yeah, so, so tonight, Chad, just thinking about uh, some things uh, from the Bible on your heart today, uh, maybe in line of what uh, the past couple casts we've had about God casting mountains into the sea, and uh, some conversations we've had today, uh, I'm really excited to have you share today. So go ahead, sir. Yeah, well, thank you again for having me. And uh, yeah, I, I think uh, God's given something fresh today. and. I hope that it ministers to whoever's listening, uh, but also um, just like just the reality that it kind of highlights is something that I hope it communicates clearly. But uh, it's a portion from Job 29, 13 through 16. I'm just going to take a quick moment to read it and we'll unpack it a little bit as we go. But it uh, starts in 13 of Job 29. And it says, the blessing of him that was ready to perish came upon me, and I caused the widow's heart to sing for joy. I put on righteousness, and it clothed me. My judgment was as a robe and a diadem. I was eyes to the blind, and feet was I to the lame. I was a father to the poor, and the cause which I knew not I searched out. Uh, Job, just a little background of who he was in the Bible, I'm sure um, many are familiar with his story, but he was someone that did encounter a uh, huge mountain, a uh, huge uh, trial. I, he had everything removed from him, and it, so much so that it was just his relationship with God, his um, very being and God himself uh, were just face-to-face -face in this situation, and uh, He's recalling in this chapter his former prosperity. And if you know the story, 
uh, it also kind of highlights his prosperity to follow after the trial, after this time that really took him down and um, had him, I mean, near death in many cases. But uh, I just wanted to look at this portion, uh, the blessing of him that was ready to perish came upon me. Um, I just thought when I was reading this, this is Christ. This is the cross. This was the very blessing of Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Um, it was, it's upon us. It's upon each and every man and woman. And uh, so much like we don't know what has come upon us. We don't know what we get ourselves into so often. Like we play with sin um, just in our lives. And before we know it, it's caught us. Before we know it, it takes us down a path that ruins things, that causes destruction. Uh, Job had destruction that was caused by Satan himself. He had a opposition. And in our lives, we have that opposition also. But uh, I think of just the destruction that can happen when we get caught up in something. And uh, you see the widow, you see the widow in this verse. And uh, that to me really spoke of robbed relationships. Like so often we can get caught up in something and really have relationships robbed. Um, not necessarily on our end, sometimes we think that everything's okay, but there's those around us that are robbed of a relationship, whether we're caught in a besetting sin or um, as uh, Pastor Jason has been just mentioning, just the addictions, like getting caught in an addiction, like you don't know the damage that you're causing to your loved ones, to your brothers, your sisters, those that care about you, even your friends. Um, it just completely shifts your world. And uh, just thinking of the widow um, is someone that's robbed of a relationship. But it says in this verse, like when that blessing of Christ, when that blessing of him that was ready to perish comes upon us, like the widow's heart sings for joy. And uh, that's redemption. That's the amazing thing about like really seeing God's like work, work in our lives. When we're really delivered from something, like we start to see relationships restored. We start to see relationships start to like flourish and thrive. And we have those widows that were maybe robbed of a time with us uh, singing for joy. They're singing for joy as like a son has been restored as like the prodigal son with the father. Like there's joy when there's a return and there's redemption. But uh, really this is kind of the crux of what I wanted to talk about. At 14, it says, I put on righteousness and it clothed me. Um, I don't know if you know or that if this has even been discussed in the past, but uh, like when we stand before God, we're clothed. We're clothed in robes, white robes of righteousness. And there's so many things about these robes. They're pure, they're clean. They, are, they represent holiness. They represent like blamelessness before God. I just think of that scripture. I can't read it verbatim because I just lose it myself. But uh, just that scripture in Jude that speaks about like, of him who was able to keep us and present us spotless before his throne, like with joy, with exceeding joy. Um, God wants to present us. He, he will present us if we are in him, if we find Christ, 
we will be presented blameless, spotless. We will be clothed in righteousness. And our judgment that is on that day, if we're in Christ, it's a robe and a diadem. It's a robe of righteousness and it's a crown. It's a crown that uh, there's authority in our life. And there's also like a covering in our life. And um, really, this is the new life. This is something that you see the effects kind of happen in the following verses. It says, I was eyes to the blind. There's sight. There's vision. We can see what's going on. I was feet to, to the lame. And like we, we have strength. We have things restored to us again. Um, I was a father to the poor. We're, we're providers. We're someone that can give something to others. And then um, I love this part. Then the cause which I knew not, I searched out. Like God gives us a purpose. God gives us something that's so much higher that like we spend the rest of our lives searching out his purpose for us. And um, it's just amazing, just God's word, what it can do in our life, what it can really like unbind, what it can unloose. Um, I think of even Isaiah 52 talking about beautiful garments, how it protects Israel. It's talking about Israel in that scripture, but removing ourselves from the dust, loosing the bands of captivity. So many like beautiful things in the scriptures about being removed from captivity. And really and truly, like when we find the cross, when we find that blessing of him that was ready to perish come upon us, like we do find that rejoicing of a widow's heart. We do see that robe of righteousness come upon us and that judgment, that judgment is no longer a judgment of condemnation. It's a judgment of reward. It's, it's proving worthy. It's actually like giving worth to something that we may think is worthless. And um, I think it's just an amazing thing to see ourselves the way God sees us. Um, I have just to close just a little poem I wrote um, just talking of this principle, but it's, it's titled Things God Doesn't Know. And it says, uh, there are things most terrible that God himself does not know. The measure of our sin and the measure of how far astray we may go. For these two measures represent an offense as vast and infinite as God's own mind. Yet there is not a thought against us, not one of any kind. For within the Father's heart, in the most magnificent way, there was a counsel and purpose to hold no man under sin's debt he could not pay. Forgiven sin stands, forgotten it will always be, because Jesus Christ, with his last breath, died for you and me. So, yeah, I can say more, but we can just open up, talk about it, or uh, that's whatever beautiful. you want to do. Yeah, I just want to kind of look over some things you said. That was amazing, Chad. Um, I love how you just really uh, kind of dissected Job 29. That's one of my favorite chapters, just Job again, um, you know, seeing himself uh, originally he was a righteous man and now he is yes righteous but he's a worshiper and i i love what you were saying here i just want to maybe kind of talk about it with you here for a few minutes um you know there's that spiritual opposition i mean job was a man that god was going to bring deeper and use in a mighty way and 
Uh, I love this portion. He caused the widow's heart to sing. And then you started talking about, you know, different losses that, you know, addictions or sin can bring into our life, but uh, which, you know, we may not be aware of in the moment for there's pleasure in sin for the season, but after the, 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 the sobriety comes in or the shaking off like Samson, after he shook off himself, he realized you know, that his hair was cut, you know, in so many words, he realized that the, the wages of sin is death. But you said some beautiful things, maybe you can highlight these, but the robe of righteousness, we trade our nakedness for a robe of righteousness. Uh, there's, there's holiness and blamelessness. And I don't know if you could talk about that. Maybe someone that's listening, maybe is recovering from something, or maybe they're hard on themselves, or they see themselves in their sin, or in their past, or in their mistake. But, but really, the Bible says in all of these verses you've read tonight that He wants to change the widow's heart to some with joy. He wants to give the person a robe of righteousness, a robe of holiness, a robe of blamelessness. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Just that so exchange? When Satan's accusing us, when those losses, those things that, uh, those lost relationships recuse us, they call us what we are, what we have done, what we um, were caught up in. Um, but Christ does not see us that way. God does not see us that way. He clothes us. He actually has something to give us. Uh, it says like, he like who's set free is free indeed when like we accept christ into our life when we like walk with christ like there's clothing there's covering uh and those accusations are removed just as like joshua's robes were removed in zachariah and uh there's this verse i said i wouldn't read it out loud because i lose it and i may still lose it but uh it's jude 24 and it says, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. And I can stop there. Just like God grabs us. God like removes us from sin. This is Romans 6. Like we are removed from sin. We are no longer slave to sin. And we are made servants of righteousness or sons and daughters of righteousness. And when that transaction is made, when that redemption is made, um like we are now in god's hands it says in john 10 like nothing can pluck us from his hands nothing like not even our own selves not even our own habits our own um past failures it says now unto him that is able to keep you from falling like god is able to keep you from falling and like even when we fail like we won't fall all the way like God is there, God is there to lift us up, to re like restore us. And he wants to like moving through this verse of Jude 24 and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. And I, that's our God, that's what Christ was all about. And like to be presented faultless and like walk in that, that's the new robe, that's that like white raiment when we're set aside, when we set our lives aside, we look at our past and we like crucify it with Christ in our minds. We like yield our minds to a new way. We actually like serve a new 
king. We serve a new kingdom and we have new thoughts. We have new things to learn. Um, I think of Psalm 16. It says like lines have fallen in pleasant places. Like the lines of God's word can fall in pleasant places in our life. And like those pleasant places like cover us. They like protect us and um, they identify us. Like God can start to identify you as a son, as a daughter, um, as you like walk with them. And uh, it's just simply like I talk often with the people that we meet with out here in Missouri about a one page faith. If we can just believe one page of God's word, like God can do something with that. God can like remove uh, those bonds, those um, just limitations that we have and restore us and actually like bring us to the point that he actually sees us. He can actually sanctify our life to the point that we are sanctified. We are like holy and we actually walk in that way in this life. It doesn't just have to happen in glory. Like it will happen completely and perfectly in glory. But we can actually experience a measure of it here. And it's just amazing to see those things removed. As like you realize you're clothed, as you realize you're crowned, you have like you have an identity and you have an authority over the things of the past, authority over the habits, authority over decisions. Um, the thing we'll be talking about this week is making decisions. There's so much indecision in this world. And I think there's so much power when we can make decisions, especially decisions for God. And uh, just to know what those decisions are, like we find that in God's word. And that one page faith actually like can transform our life one page at a time. And it's just amazing as time goes on, you go through many pages and like God's defining your life with each page. So, um, wow. yeah, I, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I just love this concept, this, this, this imagery, like we were clothed in shame or clothed in guilt or, or in the cloak of failure. And then God says, I want to take those things away. I want to cover you in my righteousness, my love, my grace. And, when we get a hold of that, it is life transforming. The mountains are cast into the sea. The bad self-image is no longer our identity. And this one-page faith, if it, doesn't it take just simplicity in taking God at his word and, and saying no to our feelings, no to the accusation? And this is an interesting word. In Revelations 12, it says that they the, the wicked one accuses them day and night. I believe it's 1220. Yeah. And uh, I mean, think about that today, that the blood of Jesus Christ covers the accusation. The blood of Jesus Christ, as Jude 24 says so beautifully, it's one of my favorite verses. He he says we're blameless. And, and I am just listening to you talk. I'm thinking, you know, how we fall short of that conclusion. We, we, we're so readily aware of our sin. And, and, but like your poem said, like God chooses not to remember us after our sin. Uh, that's mind blowing. That's life transforming right there. Yeah. Yeah. Like he casts our sin behind his back. Jeremiah 50 verse 20. He, you know, it says in Malachi that, you know, in uh, Micah, excuse me, Micah 7, that 
They will look for sin and not find it. I believe it's in verse 18. Um, you know, what a, he has set the captives free, Luke 4, 18. He has uh, set it, you know, he's confessed liberty to the bruised. I mean, what, what, a, what a recovery that we have as believers. And it's really, it yes. goes back to what you're saying, decisions. Like, are we going to decide to live in it, say that it's more true than the feelings or whatever the accusation is? Uh, it's really a moment by moment step of faith, isn't it? It is. It is. And like it is faith. I think it falls forward and it moves forward. So it doesn't matter what how good it looks. Like it's like we know like that truth in Jude 24. It's like unto him who is able to keep us. Like God's gonna keep us. And like we can fall seven times and rise. I think it says that he riseth again. That's one rising, like God's always rising us as no matter how many times we're falling, like there's this rising with God. And uh, yeah, like just thinking just for uh, provisional or just kind of uh, practical steps, like so often I think we uh, can associate with our past, but also we can associate with people of our past and also like thoughts of our past and just how those things often can hold on. And sometimes like the problem may not even be us, but sometimes it's just the company we keep. And uh, it's just amazing to know that God can give us new company, like Corinthian, 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians 4, um, just all these passages about the body of Christ. Like if you really want to have like God, like, transform your life like find a church that has the word of god find a church find the body of christ because there's going to be people there they're they're going to see you the way god sees you like um just they're going to find that new identity in you and um spirit-filled believers they walk with that uh first corinthians 2 like determining in themselves not to know anything but christ crucified in you and that's an amazing place when you can find those people in your life because those lost relationships of the past, some of them may not need to be restored. Some of them actually may need to stay as a loss and allow God to give you new relationships, allow God to restore things his way. I think so often we try to move things in our favor, try to restore things ourselves, but it's God that really does that in, in our lives. Yeah, you know, I just wanna kind of emphasize what you're saying. There was a gentleman in our church that, you know, who's now since passed on, but he got saved. He got, he got out of a gang and uh, miraculously just started coming to the church. And that was the one thing we would just keep reminding him, hey, you know, just hang up the phone when they call, don't, don't associate back uh, with your past. You know, God's rescued you. You're not who you were. And, um, you know, he did, yeah. well, he did well for a while, but he, then he started answering those calls and he started drifting. And what happened was the world sucked him right back in. And, and unfortunately, he passed away not long ago uh, due to an overdose. But I, I just think what a warning, what a warning uh, that, we, we're going to make an impact or we're going to be impacted. Uh, you know, what would you say to somebody 
Chad, that maybe they love their friends and they're afraid they're not going to have good friends or what would you say? I mean, we want them to relate to their new life, but let's say they're not even relating to their new life. And so they gravitate to what is known. You know, they don't want to be alone. They don't want to be lonely. Uh, what would you say to someone that's just wants a friend, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, in moving out here, my wife and I both, like, we kind of felt like strangers, uh, even though there's good things and kind of know where to look for people. But uh, there was this long period where we really did not, um, in our minds, just say there was friends here. And uh, just knowing kind of that ground, um, like, I think the big thing is just like drawing near to God, drawing near to where God is, his word is, where an open Bible is, that one page faith that like find people of God's word, find people that believe God's word. Uh, so many people can say things um, or even put on the good show, but uh, you want people, you desire to have people that want to know your heart, want to share like actual relationship, actual like friendship, those people that will stick through the things. And then about um, going back to old relationships, um, there's the hang up the phone kind of advice, but I, I, my wife and I even had a situation where there was a young woman and uh, we, we bought a new phone for, we put new numbers in there and it's just like your past does not have to have contact with you anymore. And uh, like, those are the people you want in your life. They may not be fast friends because they may actually tell you the truth. They may actually give you advice that you don't want to abide by, maybe wisdom that you don't want um, to actually have working in your life just yet. But uh, like, it's amazing to know like the law of the Lord is perfect. It converts the soul. It's sure. It makes wise the simple. Like no matter where we are, like God can make us wise, like he can give us good friends. And I also in the Psalms, it talks about like God not withholding any good thing from those that walk uprightly. Like God does not withhold good things. Like my wife is a testimony of that. Like God does not withhold good things from those that walk with him or make those decisions to walk with him. And uh, like really like our our hearts, our like soul cleaves to the dust as Psalms 119 exclaims. And, uh, but it says, what, what does it say about God's word? It like, it, um, you know that one? Yeah, it quickens me, quickens me. Quickens yeah. me, there, there's a, yeah, it like gives me new life. And that's, that's, that's it right there, is it not? It's just like, we want that new life. And, I think uh, patience is something that is definitely something that is tried and exercised uh, up front. Like when we were here, it took, it took a good year and a half before good relationships were formed, but we kept, kept going to the place that we know we'd find them. We kept going to the place that we know that God's word is being open. These people believe something that is, like greater than me. These people believe better of me. They actually have dreams for me. I think it's valuable to be in 
relationships with people that actually have dreams for you, that actually have a vision for your life. You may not like meet that expectation, but those people are going to give you health. They're going to give you help and they're going um, and within their power and within their scope of wisdom, um, they, they're there. And uh, it's just a privilege to be in a place like that. And I think the portion in James, it says that patience having its perfect work. Like, I think there's a perfect work of patience when we find friendships. Like when we just are patient to have God add add those things into our life. You know, I think what you're saying is so important and just the fact that just the simple question, does this, does this uh, relationship, does this uh, situation or does this, uh, this group of people, does it, does it add to my life? And I think, hmm. you know, again, you know, having that health being added, it replaces the, the bad toxic relationships, you know, again, when we relate to ourselves based on our past, it's toxic. And we yeah. don't, we don't see ourselves. We don't receive those new garments, even though God in, in, in our position has already clothed us. Uh, but experientially we're naked or we have that garment of shame or, 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 or guilt or fear. And God's like saying, no, no, I have so much more I have so much better for you. You don't have to fight for the crumbs or the scraps. I have something that is perfect. And uh, what I do, I was thinking of this verse, beautiful verse in Ecclesiastes 3, 14. It says, what I do, I do forever. And no man can add to it and no man can take away from it. So God is like, I have so much prepared for you. And and I, I'm not only going to keep you from falling, I'm going to present you with joy. Yes. <laughs> you know, it, it, yes. it's one thing to kind of like, you know, okay, you know, kind of like sheepishly, like I'm kind of embarrassed. I really don't know the, you know, the person, but I'm here he is. But no, no, God's like, no, no, there's going to be like a grand celebration. There's going to be um, uh, just a parade if we could think of that when we're presented before God and say, this is my son, I'm not ashamed to call you brother and brethren. And Hey, Thanksgiving's coming up. We've got a couple days. Yeah. We have a lot to be yeah. thankful for. And maybe as we close tonight, any, any words about Thanksgiving just uh, for, for all of us. Hmm. Um, man, just, I think knowing that God does not withhold good things, like even looking like taking this has been a theme out here with uh, sermons and the pulpit ministry that we've been receiving from but uh like taking inventory of our life and seeing like the blessings in our life uh seeing the good because even though i think we can go down a path or even we can get caught up in something like god does not like stop giving good to his children that god does not, not ever stop like drawing people towards him and there's good there's actually people that we may not even notice and i think really the thing that often to be most thankful with for is relationships is uh just the relationship with christ first and foremost and uh, just knowing that that relationship is secure 
but um, as he adds, as he gives things in life, like those relationships that he adds, like it says the riches of God, like addeth no sorrow in Proverbs 10. And that has been a huge verse this, this year, um, just as so many things have been taken away. Um, God adds riches and they don't add sorrow. They don't add like pain or uh, there may be suffering, um, but there may be a trial with some of the things, but uh, like the, there is no sorrow. There's no lasting eternal sorrow when God adds something in our life. Amen. We're praying for that for 2021 uh, for sure. Because <laughs> yeah. 2020 has been a year of shaking. And uh, I just love that. You said a beautiful word, security, you know, eternal security. Uh, just this, this uh, confidence we have because Christ has maintained, secured, and, and uh, created all the guidelines for this relationship. And uh, we, he'll, he'll never let us go. Um, you know, he's faithful to pursue us all the days of our life. But Chad, this yeah. has been some excellent thoughts here. This oh, has man. been an eventful broadcast <laughs> yeah, in so well, many ways <laughs> uh, that the listeners probably don't, won't realize, but. Um, no, you'll, you'll skillfully put it together. Oh, this was such a rich <laughs> portion. And uh, just thank you for uh, your heart, your life. And this is the message of the gospel. You know, I was saying in class recently in America, I think I've met more broken Christians than unbelievers. And what I yep. mean by that is, and I, I, am an, I do evangelize, but there are so many Christians that need this message that they are, they are loved, accepted, and that God has a robe of righteousness for them. And to trade in the great exchange, you know, trade in that old clunker for a brand new <laughs> car, you know? Yes. I remember your yes. Lincoln. I remember, that, I remember that Lincoln you drove across the United States. Remember that? Oh, I know. Yeah, it added no sorrow. Uh, just uh, someone took it away. <laughs> I had a car like that. I, uh, somebody sold me a car for a buck right i don't know nice. if this is, this is like a <laughs> thing to say over the air here but i drove it for a year and then i sold it for 600 bucks <laughs> oh there's there's a blessing right there yeah oh my goodness yeah well hey thanks so much for being with us tonight and, and blessings to you and your wife and have an awesome thanksgiving and you too thank you all right friends uh, thanks again for taking time and being encouraged in your faith and uh, please check us out on YouTube. We got a lot of things going on in our YouTube channel and as well as Spotify and Anchor and drop a line. We'd love to hear from you as always. Take care. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Your feedback is always welcome.